0: Tonight, we're going to continue our teaching uh, that we started last week, the believer's true identity. But before we get started, um, Lord, place some on my heart, uh, and they won't go away either. Um, There's people believing God for various things in the body of Christ, and even here at the Ark Fellowship members. But the one thing that we have to do in order because all the promises of god are true one thing we have to do is we have to walk in forgiveness we have to walk in forgiveness forgiveness is uh the key to answered prayer if um you know we get hurt in life different things happen and because of that you know we can get an unforgiveness but um when we forgive, it frees us up, and it frees God up to answer our prayers. So um, I don't know. The Lord just kept bringing that to my attention today to to speak about that before I get started on the lesson today, that if you have ought against him, forgive, so that God can in turn forgive you. Uh, it frees God up to answer our prayers when we walk in that forgiveness. So. If that's for anybody here tonight, do that and get your breakthrough, get your victory in Christ, because God is not holding anything back. He wants his children to be abundantly blessed and abundantly, abundantly free. So, Father, we thank you tonight for your word. Pray tonight that the Holy Spirit would guide and lead us doing this Bible study. God, I pray that you'll give me words from another world, words, Lord God, that are founded in heaven and cause your covenant people tonight to receive revelation concerning who they are in Christ and their true identity in him. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray, Father. Amen. Our foundational text is uh, 1 John chapter 4, verse 17. We've been doing this teaching for about a month, well, a little bit over a month in Calvert. And uh, this is just two sessions here, and we're just going to touch on a few things tonight because we touched on some things last week. But uh, the believer has got to, if we're going to experience what God wants us to experience, We've got to understand and get revelation concerning who we are in Christ and the things that are available to us because of that and uh, and not be intimidated by uh, the devil and what people say and what religion says concerning our covenant relationship with God. God, uh, again, is not holding anything back. He gave his only begotten son for us. And with him, he wants us to experience the very best that he has to offer. It says here in uh, verse 17 of 1 John chapter 4, Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. As Jesus is, the Bible says, so are we in this world. In our generation, God expects us to experience the life of jesus christ in our lives here on earth again uh, religion tells us that um so many things that we're gonna have to wait until we get to heaven but there's a life that we can experience because of our covenant relationship with jesus christ uh, everything that uh he experiences at the right hand of god the child of god has access to that and we again we touched on all of that last week uh but it's a reality that God wants us to experience. He wants us to know him, Jesus, and the power of his resurrection. In order to do that, though, our minds have to become renewed to the truth. It's the truth that we know that makes us free to enjoy the things of God. Uh, but there's there's a process to this, and uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit tonight. Let's go to Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9. Paul said that that he was not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it was the power of God unto salvation. That word salvation simply means deliverance, Uh, a place in God and a place in Christ where the child of God is experiencing all the benefits of the cross. Paul said that it's the gospel that causes us to experience that, and he was not ashamed of it. And we're not going to be ashamed of uh, who we are in Christ and what Jesus has done for us by way of that cross. As God gives us revelation and he speaks to our hearts tonight concerning the victory of the cross, embrace it, believe it, and begin to walk in it. Verse 23 of uh, chapter 9. And this is Jesus talking. And He said unto them, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross daily and follow me. Self denial. That's what he's talking about there. Denying self. And this is what the Lord instructed me to say concerning the denial of self. Lose sight of who we are in Adam, identify only with the risen Christ. Lose sight of who we are or who we were. In Adam, that's talking about before we got born again. The child of God must lose sight of the old man, who we used to be. Uh, deny that 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 self, that part of us, uh, and embrace who we are now in Christ. And so when we do that, then we can begin to experience his life. Then we begin to experience the life of Jesus Christ in reality in our lives here on earth. Again, the Bible says as he is, so are we in this world. But it's as we deny our natural lives that we can begin to experience the supernatural life in Christ or the very life of Christ that's available to us by way of his resurrection. So the believer has to embrace His new identity or his true identity if we're going to experience what God wants us to experience. Adam has no more power in our lives. And that person will experience the life of Christ and the divine rest that comes with it. Now, the Apostle Paul got a revelation of that. And I want to go to the book of Galatians. And touch on some of that right now. A lot of what we're talking about tonight, we know in our in our heads. But we have to learn to know these things in our spirit. We have to uh, come to recognize all these things are a reality for us. And God wants us to experience this life. Paul says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. But Christ liveth in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I'm living by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Paul says that he was crucified with Christ. He, he chose to view, the, to view his life like that. Paul, Paul has chosen to view his old regenerated self as dead. And that's the choice we have to make also. We have to choose to view our old man dead. To see our old man crucified, that he does not have any of, any more right to rule over our lives. We are now in union with Jesus Christ and everything that he has given to us by way of his death, burial, and resurrection. So the believer has to deem himself crucified with Christ. No lo- the old man is no longer in existence. He's no longer an issue. He's no longer a factor, and he's dead to, we're dead to self. Paul got so tied up in this revelation that it ch- he changed his name from Saul to Paul. He literally changed his name because he, he understood that that old man, when he got a revelation of the crucified Jesus and his place in him, he got a revelation that that old man did not exist anymore. Saul was dead, and he was now Paul. Saul became, Paul became comfortable in Christ, and that's what we have to do. We have to become comfortable operating in the spirit realm. That's what God wants us to do. But again, it doesn't happen automatically. There's some things that we have to do on purpose in order to receive that revelation. Uh, In the book of Ephesians, of course, we talk about that prayer, and Pastor Goodluck talks about that prayer in Ephesians. That God would give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened, that we would know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance is in the saints. That prayer is a very powerful prayer and if the believer would, would make a practice of praying that prayer over his life, he would see revelation concerning this resurrected Jesus and our place in him. This is uh, what we have to do We some something we have to do on purpose. Now, The book of uh, Romans, let's go there right quick, Romans chapter 12. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So our minds have to be renewed to this truth. It doesn't happen automatically. And again, the only way that that's going to happen is if, if we do it on purpose. We have to avail ourselves to Bible study and meditation of the word. Jesus said, you'll know the truth. And the truth will make you free. Matter of fact, that truth that you know, it'll make you just as free as he is. As he is, so are we in this world. Now, Again, that has to become a reality to us. The freedom that Jesus experiences at the right hand of God is available to the believer once he recognizes his union with Jesus Christ. This is just not, you know, talk. This is a reality. This is our place in Christ. This is our portion. Hallelujah. These things are, 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 are available to us, and God has made them available to us. But as I like to say all the time, the believer must take advantage of his advantage if he's going to experience what God wants him to experience. So our minds must be renewed to this so that we can be transformed in our natural daily lives. God is again. God's not holding any of the benefits back. The child of God has to embrace what God has already done for us by way of the cross, by way of Jesus. If God not, didn't spare His own Son, He'll give us everything. Everything that 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 Jesus died on that cross that we will receive is available to us: healing, deliverance, prosperity, all those things that we talk about. Jesus, Jesus Christ experiences at the right hand of God. Well, God wants us to experience them also. Jesus is free, and he wants us to be free. Now, let's go to the book of uh, Philippians, chapter 3. Philippians, chapter 3. And this is the key to doing that or experiencing that. Paul writes here in uh, Philippians 3, 9. And be found in him... Not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness of God by faith. So, again, I trade my my righteousness for Jesus' righteousness. I become comfortable operating in the righteousness of God. Experiencing the benefits of the cross as I recognize that the righteousness of God, God, in other words, as righteous as Jesus is, I am also. God views Jesus as righteous, and he views me as, as righteous in him. One of the things that, the, that we need to learn to do is to study the New Testament, and every time we see in him or in Christ, we need to underline that. We need to underline that because that's talking about our position in Christ. And the, one, of, one of the things that the devil does not want us to do is understand that because he, once we recognize that, he knows his days are numbered in our lives. Now, it says here in verse 10 that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Paul says, I want to know him, know Jesus, and I want to know the power of his resurrection. In other words, all the benefits of his resurrection, I want to know them. I want to become uh, I want to experience them. As he is, so are we in this world. He says, I want to know the power of Jesus' resurrection, all the all the healing, all the deliverance, all the prosperity. I want to know him and the power of his resurrection. That's our portion in Christ, experiencing the power of Jesus' resurrection. Everything that he has accomplished on the cross, God wants us to experience it in our everyday lives here on earth. Again, uh, the enemy has uh, tricked us to hold, you know, wait till we get to heaven before we can experience these things. But Paul is saying that we can know that power of, the power of Jesus' resurrection right here on earth in these physical bodies in our generation. Again, what holds us back is a lack of understanding and a lack of knowledge concerning the things that have been freely given to us. Let's go to Colossians chapter 2. Give me a drink of water. It says, as you have, as you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so you walk in him. So God wants us to walk in him. He wants us to experience Christ and the very benefits that Jesus has given to us. Now, the the, the problem is, most Christians settle for religion. And they're not determined to walk in the experience or, or experience his life. We listen to what people have told us in the past concerning what belongs to us and the things that are available to us. Instead of getting into the word of god and letting the word of god speak to us concerning these things do not let the devil steal from you anymore because of a lack of knowledge god has given us his word all we have to do is get into it on a regular basis and let the word of god renew our minds to the, to this information once the enemy sees that you know who you are in Christ, a lot of the problems that we experience in our lives, they will be eradicated simply because we take our stand in faith. And we understand who we are in Christ and we begin to experience the resurrected power of Christ. As he is, so are we in this world. I keep saying that I'm doing that on purpose. I'm saying the same thing over and over on purpose because, again, we have to learn to talk like that. We have to learn to speak like that. We have to learn to speak like Jesus speaks if we're going to experience what he experienced when he walked the earth. All, all Jesus did when he walked the earth was demonstrate to us what a man of God was supposed to uh, look like on the earth. He was the last Adam. The first Adam, he, he, he messed it up. He sinned. But the last Adam accomplished everything that the father wanted him to he dominated the earth he walked in power and it was god ordained power well that same power has been transferred to the church our true identity in christ is a life full of grace and power before the throne of god these things are ours as an inheritance the bible says we're joint heirs with christ heirs and joint heirs with christ in other words Everything that belongs to Jesus belongs to me. We have to be bold enough to make that assertion on a, on a, reg, on a daily basis. Jesus said, take up your cross daily and follow me. You know, it, it, in order to do that, you have to take your eyes off of yourself and put your eyes squarely on him. Now, see, the only reason we're accepted is because of him. And but when we recognize that, we'll take our eyes off of ourselves and begin to draw from him and those things that he has accomplished on the cross. The Bible says that he's the vine, and we are the branches. The, the branches simply uh, draw from the vine on a moment-by-moment basis. This is what we have to learn to do: See him resurrected and us resurrected with him, and then begin to draw from him all of that which he has accomplished and all of that which he freely gives to us on a moment by moment basis renew our minds to this to these truths and we begin to experience this resurrection life which is victory over the devil victory over uh, circumstances and dominating the earth that's our portion Again, you know, religion was, you know, religion has all kind of weird ideas about what Christianity is all about. But, but, but Christianity is simply God's children experiencing what God ordained before the foundation of the world. And the blood of Jesus has afforded us access to all of what I'm talking about tonight. So, like I said, we, we know these things, but we got to start acting on these things in faith we got to start uh, believing what the gospel says about us. It is the power of God unto salvation, unto deliverance in every area of our lives. I, you know, we, have, we, can just, we can be as free as Jesus is. Some people don't believe that. Some people think, well, you know, he's in heaven. And, but, you know, we're one with him. And, again, everything that belongs to him truly belongs to you and I. But we must apprehend these things by faith and refuse to let people talk us out of so much of the time we get talked out of things. We get talked out of uh, what the Word of God has promised us. We walk as mere men, and the Bible says we're more than mere men. We're, we're not ordinary anymore. We cease to be ordinary the minute we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and the Holy Spirit dwells, begins to dwell on the inside of us. We cease to be ordinary. We become supernatural beings born of God. Hallelujah. Bone of his spirit, bone of his bone, and flesh of his flesh. Hallelujah. This is our portion. We need to start receiving those things that Jesus has afforded us by way of his resurrection. Amen. Let's go to the book of uh, Ephesians chapter 2. The Bible says, but God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. The Bible says the reason that we experience this is because God is rich in mercy. Think about that. God is rich in mercy. So because he's rich in mercy, these things have been, these things are abounding toward us. All these blessings, all this victory, all this inheritance, it's abounding toward us. But we must learn to reach out by faith and believe it. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, next verse, even when we were dead in sins, had quickened us together with Christ. So we've been quickened together. That word quickened simply means to be made alive. Well, you know, when Jesus was made alive in the Spirit, God saw you and I made alive also at the same time. And we have to view ourselves made alive in the Spirit, quickened together in his resurrection. When he was raised from the dead, God has the perspective that at the same time you were raised from the dead. God saw Josh raised from the dead the moment he saw Jesus raised from the dead. We must learn to identify with his resurrection. Therefore, we we'll begin to experience the benefits of that resurrection. But it's only as we see ourselves through, through the eyes of what the word says, as opposed to what we feel, so as opposed to what our carnal mind is saying, so much of the time, you know, we just led by our carnal mind. Paul said, you know, he had trouble ter- talking to the Corinthian church because they were carnal. They couldn't, uh, they couldn't chew meat because they, all he could give them was milk. God wanted them to experience much more than they were experiencing, simply because, and the reason they could not was simply because they would not uh, grow up. There was a lot of division and strife in the church, and it caused them to miss out on what God had for them. But Paul wanted them to go to another level in Christ, to start experiencing their true inheritance in Christ. And this is our portion. We've been raised up together and made to sit together with him in heavenly places. Next verse. He raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. So that's our place far above all principality and power and might and dominion in every name that's named. So the next time the devil comes against you, you have to you have to recognize that he doesn't have any right to come against you. you are you've been raised up together with Christ. He wouldn't come and, and 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 come to Jesus at the right hand of God with that in the same light He shouldn't be able to come to you like that. You have to put him in his place by using the word. put him in his place by your knowledge of the Word of God and you know again when you when you walk like this and when you talk like this uh natural thinking christians aren't going to understand what you're talking about they're going to uh you know think that you're you know taking it too far but the problem is we haven't taken it far enough that's that's the problem so much of the time you know we're steeped in religion and steeped in the uh the wisdom of man and we and we miss out on the grandeur the glory that god wants us to experience but we're, I, I, I'm going to confess here tonight that that's not our portion. We here at our fellowship, we're going to go to the next level. Hallelujah. Because we're going to receive what our Father has for us by way of the Word of God and by way of revelation of who we are in Christ. And we're going to start walking in our true identity in Christ. Hallelujah. It's going to happen. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. Well, who had known the mind of of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Again, that's talking about our union with Jesus. The Bible says we have the mind of Christ. We can think his thoughts. You and I can, we have access to that, to his mind. And when we allow his mind or his thoughts to uh, take over our thoughts, then we can start experiencing the things that he has. See, if I can think like Jesus, I can have whatever he has. If I can learn to think his thoughts, I can experience the things that he experiences in his resurrection. And again, that, in, in that resurrection is all the healing, all the deliverance, all the joy, all the peace that we'll ever need. But we have to learn to think like he thinks. Through our union with him, we can think his thoughts. One of the things that, again, the devil intimidates us along these lines and has told us, you know, that we're just natural people. So, you know, all we can do is think natural thoughts. But we have the Spirit of God. Therefore, we can think like God thinks. We can we can believe like Jesus believes. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that the very faith of the Son of God, we have access to it. I don't know about you, but... My faith can't take me very far. My faith. But if I have the faith of the Son of God operating in my life, which is my covenant right, nothing will be impossible to me if I can, if I can learn to exercise his faith. And again, that faith is available to us because of our union with him. Hallelujah. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2. we touched on some of this last week, talking about how that we are royalty in Christ. We're kings and priests, the Bible says, in Christ. We need to think along these lines on a daily basis concerning what the cross has done. He said, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who had called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So th- the Bible calls you royalty. He calls me royalty. Receive that. Believe that. God says you're kings and priests under our God. Receive that. A lot of times, again, we think we're being humble uh, when we uh, put ourselves down or we, you know, deny this and deny that. You know, we just, you know, they used to have old saying, I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. You ever heard somebody say that before? Just an old sinner saved by grace. Well, so that's very inaccurate because you're, you're not a sinner if you're saved. You're a saint. And the child of God has to go around talking like he's a saint. We got to start speaking the word of God over our, over our lives and begin to embrace what the, what the Bible says about us. Because the marvelous light of Jesus Christ shines upon us, makes all the difference in the world. God, we have to learn to see ourselves as God sees us. And then we'll start experiencing those things that God wants us to experience. Like I say, God's not holding anything back. What's holding us back is unbelief. And a a lack of understanding of who we are in Christ. go to matthew chapter 27 no no, no my bad let's go to uh, romans chapter 8 i don't want to miss miss out on this romans chapter 8 verse 29 for whom he did foreknow he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren we talked about that last week that jesus was the firstborn again man he was the firstborn again man Well, if there's a firstborn, there's a secondborn, and a thirdborn, and a fourthborn. And when you got born again, you're in that number. Amen? He's the firstborn among many brothers. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. So we've been been justified by faith. They used to use a, a statement where justification was concerned. Just as if I've never sinned. That's how God views us. Just as if I've never sinned. Just as if I've never committed a sin. That's how God views us in Christ because of the blood of Jesus. And whom he justified, then he also glorified. Did you see that? The Bible says we've been glorified. That's our position in Christ because that's his position at the right hand of God. We've been glorified. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? God endorses this. He endorses our lives in Christ. He wants us to know him and the power of his resurrection. He wants us to know Jesus and everything Jesus experiences at the right hand of God. As he is, so are we in this world. Receive that tonight. Everything that Jesus is, you are by grace. Hallelujah. Again, we don't earn this. There's nothing we can earn. We don't deserve any of this. But it's by the grace of God. And the the book of Ephesians says that the grace of God abounds toward us on a moment-by-moment basis. Receive that tonight. Receive that tonight. Take off them grave clothes and begin to experience the life of Jesus because that's your portion. That's your portion. Next verse. He that spared not his own son. But delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Did you see that? He didn't. Jesus was God's best. God did not spare him. Therefore, the Bible says he, 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 he then, he'll, he'll freely give us everything else. So there's nothing that God will not do for you and through you if you'll embrace the victory of this cross. If you'll embrace your true identity in Christ. Again, our minds have to become renewed to this type of thinking, man, if we're going to experience what God wants us to. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It's God that justifies. Next verse. Who is he that condemneth? It's Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who make it intercession for us. And I'm hurrying to a close. Matthew chapter 27. Verse 46. It was about the ninth hour when Jesus cried with a loud voice. That is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Now, when Jesus was on the cross, you have to understand, when he was on the cross, God did forsake him. Because he had became sin. He was made sin on that cross. That was his portion of. He took, that, he took the sin of the world on him, our sin upon him. Therefore, God, at that point, forsook him. Next verse. Second Corinthians chapter 5. For he had made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So, again, that's illustrating Jesus taking the sin of the world upon himself. God actually made him to be sin. He was no longer uh, God's son. He was sin. And he identified with that sin. Okay? But three days later, somebody say three days later. John 20. Jesus said unto her, Touch me not, for I'm not not yet ascended unto my father, but go into my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my father and your father, to my God and your God. So three days later, Jesus raised from the dead is about to go into the presence of God, free from condemnation, free from guilt. Now just three days before, he was sinned. But now, three days later, resurrected from the dead, he no longer identifies with that old man. He no longer identifies with sin. He's about to now go into the very holy of holies in the presence of God. Now, had, had Jesus still been uh, identifying with the old man, there's no way that he would have the boldness to go into the presence of God. But he, had, he, has, he made a decision to believe what God said about him when God raised him from the dead. That's what we ought to have to do also. When we get born again, we have to believe what the word of God says concerning our old man, that he is indeed crucified, and that, that we are raised with Jesus Christ, and we're seated together with him in heavenly places. Again, everything that, Jesus, that belongs to the Lord, Jesus Christ, belongs to us. But we, but we have to receive those things, uh, be delivered from guilt, be delivered from condemnation, uh, be delivered from Adam, and embrace Christ. Embrace who you are in Christ, and believe what the Word says. Again, here at the Ark Fellowship, we already know these things. What I'm doing is simply reiterating things that you already know spiritually. But we have to get it. We have to get it into our minds and transform our minds concerning. Uh, who we are in Christ so we can start experiencing these things in our natural lives and start and start and just not talking about these things. God wants us to experience these things. Amen. I'm going to close here in the book of Isaiah because I want you to see how God views you and I in Christ. For a small moment have I forsaken you, but with great mercies will I gather you. In the little wrath, I hid my face from you for a moment, but with everlasting kindness will I have mercy on you, saith the Lord, thy Redeemer. For this is as the waters of Noah unto me. For as I have sworn that the waters of Noah should no more go over the earth, so have I sworn that I would not be wroth with thee, nor rebuke you. For the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from you, neither shall my covenant of peace be removed from you, saith the Lord that had mercy on you. So God is saying, because of what Jesus has, has done for us, because we are in Christ, and because we of our position in Him, God will never be angry with us ever. He'll never rebuke us ever, because He'll never rebuke Jesus. Jesus, at the right hand of God, receives no rebuke. He receives no condemnation. He only receives love, abundant love and grace. That same love and abundant grace we should be receiving here on the earth. As he is, so are we in this world. Stand to your feet.